I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Ooh, hello, everyone. Yes, understand what living awake is. Uh, let me know how my sound is. I'm on a different mic. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, in the chat, also known as the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room. And welcome those that are listening by phone. And welcome, welcome those that are listening later on the archive. It's great to be here with everyone. And thank you all for your um, – I've gotten some new guest suggestions and topic suggestions, so I appreciate that. That's what keeps the – program humming is the participation of all of you. If you're new to the program, the first half, we take callers and dive in. Um, We're really not just lucky, but blessed. I think Angie put it in the chat. Boy, do we need, need Robert. We have Robert Wilkinson back with us. Part of the Awakenings crew, um, he brings a wealth of insight and information. So we're going to be diving in into a bit of the meaning of the WESAC moon, full moon that we had, and also the planetary retrogrades and get a little bit of a handle on how to deal with the energy aligned to it. Uh, If you do have a question or a comment, whether you're in the chat, if you're in the chat, you can always write questions. Um, Sometimes you can write in caps so I can see it easier or put some emojis so I can catch it. I won't think you're shouting at me um, by doing caps. And, or you can call in at 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And if you do have a question or comment or you want to get on air, you want a reading, press 1 on your keypad. So those of you listening by phone, which that number for those of you that want to know is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. So if you're listening by phone and you have a question or a comment, you need to press 1 on the keypad. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you all that have been uh, coming over and hanging out with me on my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. I've been getting so many comments. I just love it. Um, of how the readings are unfolding for you or how they're helping you, your own insights. Um, I just love the community. I love the back and forth. I love, you know, those of you that are in the chat or you listen to the program, you call in, and then we hang out a bit on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And I really do feel so much that I'm just really walking these steps with all of you. I mean, I really do. Flying, crawling, whatever we, whatever, whatever way we need to, we, we tend to uh, motivate and move around, right? However, that is. Uh, I do want to let everyone know I'm trying to 
remind, um, the 23rd of this month, I do have another, uh, we're going to do the, the second key code that I received, um, quantum key code. They're light codes. Very powerful. Um, they are sacred numbers by, with holding a certain vibrational frequency. They're good to use as uh, affirmations, as a mantra. So that's going to be Saturday, the 23rd. Um, hopefully I'll remember mention it again uh, next Wednesday on Awakenings. Try to get better with this. People say, oh, you don't give us a heads up enough. So I'm trying to get better with the emailing and getting things out there. I really just get caught up in the um, connecting part, you know, kind of the sharing and uh, the readings. And I still am doing that platform. We're working on it. It should be ready the end of this month or beginning of June. It may even just launch the beginning of June before the retrograde. Um, so, yeah, I know the end. We have some really nice aspects. Maybe even Robert will talk about them coming up around the 20, 21st to the 25th of this month um, with the the nodal access. Um, I'm really big into the, the nodal accesses. And we've moved out of Cancer Capricorn into Gemini Sag, Gemini North Node. Um, it really shows what we're all working, not just in individually, but at a collective. And so we're going to be looking at that as well. All right, callers, um, if you wanted a reading, please press 1 on your keypad. Those of you that are thinking about calling in, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. So I wanted to talk a little bit, um, and we're going to definitely get to reading. So if you did have a question or a comment, press 1. Um, how some of you know me for a while, I really do like to um, do little experiments. I've always been this way, little surveys, kind of testing things. Even with my readings or things that I get psychically or from the guides, I wholeheartedly believe, and they're all, it's always accurate, accurate guidance. Um, but then I do like to look at media, other areas. Maybe if, if it's medical, I'll do a little medical research or, or look at, you know, as many sides of a situation as I can um, find, uh, minimally two sides. You know, that seem to be opposing and looking for the common common denominator or common ground. And one thing that I'm really finding with, which is always why I've been a big proponent of online and working through the internet with the phone, doing the teleworkshops, doing the Zoom, which I may go back and do some of those as well, is it really does get us used to the interconnectedness of everything and everyone, especially in my teleworkshops, we always connect into the subtle energy. And people are able to feel certain people, what they're like or where they're at. They're north of me, they're south of me, or I know sometimes I'll get an email, I knew so-and-so was on the line or were they there, you know, on the workshop, even if they didn't speak, because not everybody always, you know, speaks during the, the workshops online. Sometimes people just want to, you know, be participating energetically, but not have to vocalize. But we can feel each other. It primes us to be, be able to remote view more, to be able to be, move into non-locality, which is what I do as a psychic channel and a medium. 
And many of you have heard stories of me being able to track people remotely, you know, or, or to connect in telepathically. So you might look at some of the things that you're going through, even though you may not be physically around and the denser physical energy around those closest to you or that you'd like to see, but take time in a meditative state to tap into their energy, you know, of, of what you feel about them or from them or see, do they have a message? And this brings me to something that I've been seeing quite a bit um, from the YouTube videos. I mean, it's just to me such another way of showing up and being there, being of service. But it's also really fun for me. And, you know, a lot of you have said so in the comments that it looks like I'm, you know, genuine, authentic, but that I'm having fun. And I really am because I kid you not, Tammy, what idea? Let's see, Tammy saying I love that, what idea? Um, I kid you not, I do feel people. And it's, it's just uncanny. I mean, I know that I do that in private sessions one-on-one. But it just goes to show how we are interconnected and that themes, we're all working through certain themes as we grow. Oh, yeah, Tammy, yes, to check in with people and family in our thoughts. Yes, because then you'll receive what is needed and or what they're going through, and it also helps your intuition, psychic abilities, becoming more telepathically, you know, becoming more telepathic. You know, I, I was doing a reading for someone the other day and I kept seeing this farmhouse. Well, apparently they, that's some of what they live in, but they're going to be building that. So I could see that in the future. See, that's the interesting thing about the psychic coming from the soul is that much of what we're going to experience is already there in a, in a less denser form, a less solid form. And all the complex of emotions, feelings, learning, everything's in there. Learning lesson, experience, expression, options. So in a way, and if you look at like string theory, you know, in quantum physics or the idea of multiple dimensional realities or options, if any of you ever saw that movie Sliding Doors, um, that, is, that is very true. There are certain things that there are multiple. Not only are we all having a multidimensional experience and life or lives and some lives that are not in physical form, especially once we drop this body, you begin to realize that. And there's, and there's if you want to call them vortexes, wormholes, there's within our experience, personally and, and collectively on the earth, that these dimensional doorways where we can shift, where we can get new information or insight and make a different decision, or we can decide to go on with something or stop something, or, you know, another dimensional self can come in, a future self, a past self, another self to give us information or to heal that part, bring that part forward. So there can be different realities, just like different jobs could be presented to us, and we choose which one will be best. There can be different realities that we have choice in experiencing. And in fact, you know, one of my metaphysical teachers used to did this exercise, and it was it's pretty telling, that we're all living multidimensional realities. We're all living multi-experiences with different 
that have a different vibrational frequency. So judgment-free, let's look at this. So somebody could be having the reality of living on the street or in a wharf or they're um, living downtown. You know, somebody's living uptown. Somebody's living rural. Somebody's, you know, so different learning lessons, different experiences in these different realities. And they're all valid. They're part of the experience expression and experience of the all that is or God, right? The, the totality of the all that is expressing experience in itself, having questions and answers and, and different ways of experiencing and expressing itself. That's basically what we're all, you know, doing here. So the more you can begin to align to that with kind of a curiosity, you do open up other possibilities, you know, and also I want to share again, and I've talked about this on my YouTube channel in the videos because it's becoming really, really evident that broadcast, the, the stronger your signal, the stronger you are within your own inner knowing or unfolding or your willingness or curiosity to know something, your passion, your desperation, I really want to know this, sends out a stronger carrier wave it's through emotions the carrier wave the manifestation is the emotions the energy and motion our passion our inspiration our aspiration because literally when i'm doing these readings i will feel some not i feel people see things smell things but i'll hear things you know i'll hear um and i'll give an example so somebody really wanted to know something and I'm in the middle of the reading. It's going a certain way. I'm getting different soul stories. There's a couple predominant ones, blending some other. And then all of a sudden, I see this house or apartment and this recording studio. And I'm like, oh, someone, there's a musician there that's wanting to know this. So I said, someone's working on music. And there's a musician out there. I see a recording studio. I can't remember where they were. I think I even got the location where they live. And some specific question that they had. They needed an answer. And then I get a comment of how accurate the reading was and what they needed to know, what they're working through. And they said, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I even have a recording studio in my house, and I'm going back to my music. Now, this, I'm sharing with you this because, yes, I'm a you know, pretty darn good receiver and broadcaster um, because I'm broadcasting. Tell me what you need to know. <laughs> I'm here. Um, so I'm picking up these signals. And what I'm sharing with you is because we all are doing this all the time. We're picking up signals. Some, we get some interference you know, some signals of the past, some signals, you know. So if you're finding that things are unclear, ask yourself, is there interference? Um, Dee Dee said in the chat, I emailed, a, I emailed a link to my husband for this month's Scorpio. Really liked it. Oh, great, Dee Dee. Wonderful. Love hearing that. Yeah, keep it up because I just it just keeps getting stronger and stronger as the collective gets stronger and just opening up and it's it's just it's pretty powerful. Really loving it. So thank you all for that. It's such such an honor for me. Um, so think about that that you're broadcasting and and things that will muddy now, mind you, 
especially as a therapist, I absolutely believe, you know, you have to feel all your feelings, sadness, anger, up and down, in and out, whatever. That doesn't block your signal. It's only the chronic stuck states when we say stuck in something and are not fluid. So think of your signal a little bit like an instrument, you know, if the strings on the guitar are rusty, you know, or what kind of strings do you have? Are they nylon? Are they metal strings? There's going to be a different sound. So you have to understand your own instrument, how you work. Play around with it, you guys. Start writing down things, right? I'm going to ask for this or I want to know this and then put it away. And then just in the morning or throughout the day, you know, you can go to my website, soulplayground.life. You can download the shorter attunement meditations, alignment meditations, and just put the signal, I need to know this, you know, and even access from the upper chakras, you know, access from above the crown, you know, foot to couple feet, and literally see yourself beaming, you know, visualize or envision yourself beaming this, because that's what you're doing, like a satellite. You're beaming this out there with your question, and then see it coming back to you, what it is that you need. It's like a boomerang. It's like an echo. We're echoes. We're boomerang. We send it out. Not everything comes back that's part of us. It's not all about projection or mirroring. There's perception also. But we, to some degree, we do our, there is an echo in the universe that what we're putting out there, we're then receiving back, whether it's about validation, insight, understanding. Um, Didi in the chat, I love hearing all three of my signs feels so decadent. Well, I love that. Yes, why not? But that's decadent. Yes. That is the devil card. That is living the sensuality of life. To feel life. To feel life. Feel alive. Not out of, you know, addiction, but to go into the material or earthly plane of existence. We have to feel. We have to feel. So the more we can feel, it's like having a piece of chocolate. Do you just scarf it down or do you savor it? So when you're connecting more esoterically, when you're connecting more spiritually, when you're connecting more psychically, you're going to feel life more. All its ups, its downs, its ins, its outs, its highs, its lows. Allow that and then get into the still point when you want to broadcast. When you want to broadcast, get in the meditative state as much as you can. Get in the meditative state and put the broadcast out there. I need help. I need grace. I need answers. I need guidance. I need help. I need upliftment. I need whatever it is. Whatever you're wanting, I want to draw this person in. The signal out there, what you're envisioning, you feel it because it's the earthly part. It's the cosmic and the earthly And then you'll see, many of you will remotely see, you will psychically see an energetic signal, light coming back to you. That's the first form of manifestation. And as you believe more and more and reinforce it, that light on the astral etheric plane begins to come in in the divine right timing, the synchronistic timing in the manifestation that you want, the manifestation that's right for you. All right, everyone, let's get to callers, 347-539-5122. That's one on your keypad. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi. 
Um, this is Katie. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Katie. Good to be here. Hi. Good to have you here. Um, I have a question about um, I'm trying to, like, separate my energy from, say, my relative's energy. I feel like um, kind of like um, trying to transfer their energy onto me or their burdens onto me, and I want to just, like, um, set boundaries, like kind of like, for example, um, one of my aunts, she tells me, like late last night I'm eating, she's texting me, texting me, telling me that my grandmother, she's in like an old folks home and she has bed sores and all this other stuff. So I said, well, why don't you call call the, you know, call the place? And the next message mm-hmm. is she sends me the phone number and, and the doctor's name would say, you call. So it's like, <laughs> well, hand it back. Huh? Yeah. So uh, hand it back. So the best thing with our with our boundaries, it's all about yeah. inner boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the clearer we have inner boundaries, that's what's my. You know, you could text back. Oh, that's a good idea. Let me know what they say when you call them. That was a great idea that you had. So if there's no hook, if we don't have any, the less codependent we are, the less hook. So Mm -hmm. I would say for you to get clear on your boundaries and maybe before you respond, maybe there's an oracle card you can choose or meditation or passage in a book that gives you some activity and some clarity, right? Yeah, I kind of just blocked blocked her. Well, but see, that really doesn't do it. That's cheating. (laughs) And it doesn't work because you're on the call. But I, but I think I think the call is more about I'm putting myself first, and you know what I mean, and valuing how I, I just feel like their energy drains and they're trying to transfer, say, their responsibility onto me, and I just really want to but focus on me. I know, but you, what you have to do, I'm just going to suggest to you that mm-hmm. blocking people is never the answer, unless they're being abusive. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you very rarely have mm-hmm. to block people. I think we've blocked one or two, one person or two people on Facebook mm-hmm. out of how many years? Mm-hmm. Um, because you're learning something new. If you put yourself first, see the thing is, is no one can take our energy, and so we really don't want to separate our energy out. We, you want to let it pass. You want because what resists persists. You want to let the energy pass through you, or or like in um, martial arts. What a martial artist will do will be will just move away. They already see the punch coming. Most of them can see and feel it coming. So the idea right. is to cross the right. street. They cross the road. So that's what you need to be doing internally. It really has nothing to to do with them. You know, right, right, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It is about me and my boundaries and feeling um, like because I'm used to being the like say if something's going on with the kids, like they call me to lean on and I'll do the rescuing. You get what I'm saying? So I don't want that role anymore. So it's more about I think I'm I don't know if I'm feeling I don't I'm putting myself first and I'm I don't know if I'm feeling guilt about not that I'm feeling guilt about it's just that you I don't you know. are yeah. Oh, okay. I'm cutting okay. to the chase for you as a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. You are, yeah. and that's the hook. And guilt, by the way, is not a natural human emotion. Remorse is. Guilt mm-hmm. is put on us by people outside of us to control us Yeah. or what they deem we should or shouldn't do. Then we internalize, we take it on, and then we use it 
to monitor or adjust or change our behavior to get along or to fit into a certain role. So the clearer you are, like if I had gotten that text, probably I wouldn't have responded for a while or I would have said, good idea that you're calling or text calling them. Let me know how it goes. Have a great day. End of story. See, I wouldn't. Right. It's not my idea to call them. I don't have time. So I'm very clear. So when you have good boundaries, you don't leave things open-ended. Hope your day but is I don't great. think I have boundaries with them. No, I know. I'm trying to help you to get them because you think yeah. blocking is boundaries, and I'm trying to help you give you. I'm trying to give you some suggestions. <laughs> yeah, that's why they got you. See, you know, it's it's the interstate as you're less. You know, that's a great role to be able to have. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, that's a great role that you know to help someone right. to swoop in. It's an emergency, but living that way. Mm-hmm. As you can see, is the detrimental body, my spirit. Yes. It's draining. Yes. yes. And yes. it's futile. Because when you're the rescuer, you know, continually, no one really wants to be rescued. They just want to pull on you. you yeah. Rescuing is yeah. one time. You know, they're drowning. You jump in or you throw the life thing or you jump in. You go to shore. Done. You're done. Okay. Yay. We did it. Okay. Yay. Okay. Everybody's good. But when mm-hmm. they keep jumping in and you go, you that's not rescuing anymore. That's a whole nother, yeah, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would say to you is instead of trying to block and stop, bring it back to you. How am I doing this? Why am I stuck in this role? Why do I feel I need to be oh. in this role to have, right. to have love? Why am I carrying this guilt? Right, or why am I like release this guilt, figure out how to release this guilt or something. Or Well, what's the guilt you just hand back? That's not you, your guilt. Okay. You're going to look inside. See, your true emotion, there's a true emotion mm-hmm. under the guilt. It's not guilt. Let me ask you this. Here's the difference between guilt and I think I feel angry. Remorse, but... I feel angry. Well, that's anger means somebody's overstepped our boundaries or we've allowed it. Any irritation, yeah. frustration, you know, a car cuts us off on the road, we get angry, you know, because yeah. they cut us yeah. off. So you need to get to the real emotion, which usually is that you have a desire, you have a need that you want to do, and you were, quote, unquote, guilted in, manipulated, controlled not to do that as a child, to go mm. along, to fit in this role. And yeah, so, yeah. Because here's the difference. If you... Let's say you're driving a, a bike or something, you know, or a car. Mm-hmm. Let's make it dramatic. Mm-hmm. And 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 mm-hmm. you and you run over my foot accidentally. Mm-hmm. You're not going to feel guilty. You're going to feel remorse. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. How could I've done that? I feel bad about that. I feel bad. I ran over. You're going to feel remorseful. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I didn't do that. Guilt mm-hmm. isn't. I wish I didn't do that. When we feel guilty, it's somebody else on the outside putting that, then we internalize it. You know, we, we, we now carry the yeah. guilty in front yeah. of us. Yeah. And it's a manipulation to control our behavior and our responses. So you need to, what's going to help you, mm-hmm. the question, why do I need to be in this role to receive love or have love? But also, mm-hmm. what do I really want to do? Yeah. What's healthy yeah. for me? And the more yeah. you do that, the more you're going to see you know, like years ago, I had, 
someone in my life that just loved art on and on and on. And I would just say, you know, I care about you and I love you very much, but I'm hanging up now because this is going nowhere. And I would go about my business and I was fine because it wasn't my thing. I didn't have the hook. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. look at the hook. Where's the hook coming from? And just let the energy pass you by, just rise above. As, as you start connecting more to your own love and what you truly need and want, you, mm-hmm. that raises your vibrational frequency and you're less hooked. I got it. All I right, get what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. You're so welcome. Keep us posted. And there's resources on soulplayground.life if, if, um, on this as well. Hello and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Joan. How are you? Hi, Joan. Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I um, So my question today is actually relating a little bit to, like, living situation and my kids. I have an 8-year-old daughter and a 5-year-old son, and we're in an apartment right now. And um, lately they've been asking me, Mommy, are we going to be able to, like, have our own room? So they do have their own rooms at Daddy's, and I think they're starting to kind of feel that so my question for you is I I was planning to sign um, another year lease here because we do like you know it's a nice apartment building but I'm wondering in the future do you see us getting um, back into being in a house or moving kind of curious what what you saw on that well I definitely do see a bigger space because I I feel um, you know I can see it and I can see the growth it may not be right now right away um okay and actually enough i don't i feel like you're in an apartment right now right we are we're in a two-bedroom yeah Mm -hmm. okay because i do feel that there will be a house it seems like a craft it's a smaller house but i do see a yard and a low fence uh yeah so you will have that you definitely will and maybe for the now you can do some kind of divider. I mean, there's other things that you can do. But trust that you will be able to move into a house. I definitely do see this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes, we're making the best of it. And and I love this place. And most days they like it. But I was just curious because, you know, they were asking, well, you know, sometimes it's natural siblings. And healthy. It's, it's natural yeah. and healthy for children to have their own room, their own sacred space that they can go to, that they can decorate, create, you know, as they want. I mean, that's, um, but, you know, there's ways around that and to balance, you know, and it sounds like you're doing that. So, all right. Yes, totally. Take care. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Much peace. Bye-bye. Time for one more. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. And Awakenings with uh, yeah, Michelle Hi. Yes. Hi, Michelle. This is Valerie. I was wondering if you see a relationship coming in uh, this summer. Okay. Well, now that's a big, okay, because you have a lot of relationships. You're going to be reconnecting. Um, There's something with getting in and getting out there. Let's see. What's going to happen? Valerie. First of all, I think you, that exercise that I gave about drawing in, that would be good for you to do. Um, don't be limited in your circle. So branching out more is what I'm hearing. What will help Valerie draw in this relationship? Oh, okay. Seems like somebody around you July, end of July. 
Okay. Yeah. Anything about the person? Uh, could be. Well, that's a longer. Yeah, that's okay. a longer reading, and I got want to scoot to get. Okay. But um, I could be something around around work. Interesting enough, I'm seeing you someplace outdoors, and there's like a bench, and you're either at coffee or eating a little snack or something. So there could be somebody that is coming in your sphere locally that you you see here and there, I guess, is the best way that I would put it. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, yeah, someone kind of local, and I don't know, could start out more as a friend um, is what I'm hearing. And online, too. It's saying to open to conversations or people online. I almost feel like you're eating, someone starts talking to you and then it's this kind of back and forth or you see them here and there and then it slowly develops. Okay. All right, Valerie, keep us posted on right. this. I will. Thank you. Take care. Oh, you're so welcome. All right, Awakenings, Cosmic listeners that you are. Uh, it's time for a second half of the program. We have for our Awakening Dialogue today, Robert Wilkinson. Uh, many of you know of him. He has the world-renowned Aquarius Papers. You can find out more information about, about, about him by going to AquariusPapers.com. Robert is an author, metaphysician, and spiritual astrologer. And uh, he's also the author of A New Look at Mercury Retrograde and Saturn, Spiritual Teacher, spiritual friend welcome to the program hello robert hello welcome hello great to connect yeah well we have yeah, a we lot went... going on and know, uh right? of course i like to tune in to the you know the beginning of the talk because it it always conforms to the astrology of the moment and so, like, for example, you're thinking about making lists. Yes, if you clarify a thought form, it, if it's true for you, it will come. The trick is yeah, to make sure that. that the list you're making is true for you. And also that whatever it is you're asking for comes without the unexpected baggage. <laughs> Many things happen. And I think that what this is a Venus retrograde square Neptune right now. So we have to get very, very clear about what we like and why we like it. And sometimes, Mm. you know, because we're creatures of habit, we think we like something because we learned to like it back when it lodged in the subconscious mind and we still want it. The thing is, is that what we wanted at eight is not appropriate for what we might need at age 30 or 40 or 50. So we have to update our files, and that means our subconscious mind. Because most people, you know, they go through their lives dwelling in the conscious mind, aspiring to things, but they don't understand what really motivates them deep down within. And that's why Mm. we get thrown off balance by other people. And see, as far as like the guilt, mm. don't give the illusion yeah. power. It, because yeah. if you choose to regard all that throws you off of your equilibrium as the illusion, 
then you can step back from those unconscious Mm. or automatic responses because all of life is about rejecting all that would take away our power, all that would throw us off our equilibrium, because this is part of mastering life. And everybody Mm. goes through it. And I once read a really great little piece out of the Agni Yoga series that talks about the value of unexpectedness. Because, Mm. you know, it's no big deal to do the right thing when we see well in advance what's coming yeah. and we can sort of prepare and you know then we can handle it we can look good but what happens when we get thrown the curveball in the moment in that moment and all of a sudden you know we're caught off guard and we're scrambling to figure out how to respond well for right. me the first thing i had to realize is no this is the illusion All that I have to do is figure out how to respond. And that's what I talk about in the Saturn book. Saturn is our response ability. What is our ability to respond to this unexpected thing in the moment? Because Mm, that's that's where our spiritual practice is tested, right there. It's not one more So is that the learning lesson? So Pardon? Robert, was that the learning lesson? Is that the learning lesson then to how to would be the how to respond then? Learning how to respond. Yeah, in every moment. Because look, we practice and we practice and we practice and we practice and we think ourselves very spiritual and very high and very detached and all this stuff. Which is good until the unexpected shows up. Then do we revert to fear? Do we revert to guilt? Do we revert to feeling ashamed because we didn't know it was coming or we should have done better than we did? Well, that's why we practice so that in those Mm -hmm. moments, we don't just fall into the illusion. We don't fall into fear. We can sit there and we can observe the phenomenon that presents itself to us. And as we've talked about before, there is that which is inherently real, that which is apparently real, that which is conditionally real, and that which is completely Mm -hmm. unreal. And if we realize that what we just got hit with was only a matter of conditions, and again, this is where sometimes transit-to-transit tensions, we cannot take it personally. The fact is Mm. is that if, if the atmosphere is a mess and people are agitated all around us, we're not separate from them. And that's why, mm, yes, yeah. you ha- we're all empaths because we all have Pisces. That's why we need boundaries. That's why mm-hmm. we need to be real clear of when we feel like we're slipping out of our own equilibrium. And what is it that's pulling us there? Is, is it confusion? Is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it somebody else laying a trip on us? Well, mm-hmm. these are part of life. And, again, a lot of this stuff with other people's opinions, it's kind of like, we'll say it's like perfume. You can smell it, but you shouldn't swallow it because nothing out there is supposed to make us lose our equilibrium. And it's one thing to be able to deal with conflict in the privacy of our own consciousness. 
It's another thing when we are in the middle of a train wreck and everybody Mm -hmm. is freaking out and we feel the freak out because we're one life together. (laughs) There's no separation between the freak out and the collective and, and what our radio, you might say, tunes in on. The thing is, is we don't have to dance to that chaos. We don't have to play to the chaos. All that we have to do is note that, okay, there is chaos in the atmosphere, and this person's freaking out. And a long time ago, because I am trained, I I was on my way to master's in counseling psychology before I went metaphysical. And the thing is, is we, we are going to be tested by life. And some of this is sort of custom made for us and others. It's not. It's just a generic human condition. And we have to learn how to navigate the generic anxiety, the generic fear, the generic uncertainty. The, we have to come out of superstitions and illusions and delusions if we're ever going to master life. That's why we learn viveka, divine discrimination. Okay, we have to learn what's real and what's unreal. And if we regard just about everything that comes at us as a manifestation of the illusion, because the only thing that's real is consciousness itself, and that is neutral. It is neither good nor bad nor whatever. We are simply Mm -hmm. aware. We have greater awareness and lesser awareness of many things. Okay, and there are some people who have no awareness of anything because they're just like parrots repeating what they've heard and what they believe. And this is why we're coming out of the age of Pisces and moving into Aquarius. We're coming out of the false duality of belief versus doubt because we do not need to believe. We do not need to doubt. We merely need knowledge. Once we have knowledge and we examine that knowledge, then we come to understanding and through understanding applied, we get wisdom. And it has nothing to do with other people and their opinions or even our own opinions about how well we did it or didn't do it. What only matters is that we become aware. What is aware of, of what is true for us, what we are aware of that is untrue for us. And we can say, okay, what's going on is apparently real, but it's if we look at it objectively, it's probably only it seems real because of the condition. And we know mm-hmm. once the condition passes, it will not have any reality for us. It's kind of like once upon a time I used to love meat. Then I got sick and I couldn't eat meat anymore. It, it, being a meat eater was a reality until it was not a reality. And then I mm-hmm. went through all stuff of people trying to coerce me and question me and pester me and create all this doubt because, oh, well, you have to have meat or you don't have enough protein and all this stuff. But by my, my research, I came to understand amino acids and food combining. So I realized I can get my protein from all kinds of vegetable sources and I can get all my B vitamins from here and there. And I really don't need this other stuff. And it's not even a question of feeling good or feeling bad or needing to challenge somebody or needing to teach them. It's just I had to find out and become aware of my new condition. And I had no idea how long it would last. 
I just, the months rolled into years, and I just became that. It's kind of like doing my astrology. I started Mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sense of this thing. You know, what's going Mm -hmm. on, why is it going on, and how can I respond intelligently to what's going on? Mm -hmm. And that's why I started studying, you know, to figure out why I am attracted to this and not attracted to that, and why do I like this behavior but not that behavior, and why do I like this person and not that person, and why do things happen when they do? You know, why am I being confronted with this here and now? Why not yesterday? Why not tomorrow? Because, again, there were times that I'd get hit with something unexpected, and I'd think, I really wish that this had happened yesterday when I was in that headspace instead of this one. And that's what astrology helps us with, is it shows us what's going on so that we really don't have to fall into any kind of confusion because we can know, okay, mm. the time's generally agitated. Gosh, I'm not sleeping much. It must must be something wrong. No, it's Mars on your moon. You know, mm-hmm. if Mars is mm-hmm. on your moon, you're probably not going to get a good night's sleep, so figure out something productive you can do besides get up at 3 a.m. and eat chocolates. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those kind of deals where we just have to learn to manage the changes the best that we're able And that brings us to today, (laughs) what we're going to talk about. Because, yes, there are two big subjects going on right now. One is we just got a fresh dose of ageless wisdom that will take shape as a new global world teaching at the next full moon of Denison Eclipse in Sag and Gemini. In Esoteric philosophy, there's this concept known as the three high moons of the northern hemispheric spring. And these were given to us by a Tibetan master of the highest order. And he said that the first full moon of spring, the Aries Libra, is life itself. It is the renewal of life, and so it is the pulse of the life that will carry the wisdom teaching out there. And this year, that full moon fell at 19 Aries and 19 Libra. So the life of this year involves the light of a strife-transcending, unattached outlook on everyday reality. That is the light of the life for this year. And it took shape and form through the moon at 19 Libra, and I do have articles on this at the Aquarius Papers, and that deals with forming groups to protest disharmonic privilege. And we've certainly seen that both from an enlightened and an ignorant view in terms of people protesting what they, you know, there's protests and there's counter-protests and counter-protests and counter-protests, and that was the life that began. Now, the recent WESAC Festival the reason it's important is because the full moon of Sun and Taurus, Moon and Scorpio, was the full moon that the Buddha was born under, set out on his wanderings, found enlightenment, and died. He, all of those occurred under the Sun and Taurus and Moon and Scorpio. And this just happened. This is the Buddha wisdom. This is the compassionate wisdom for the next year. And it happened at 18 Taurus and 18 Scorpio. Well, 18 Taurus is about cleaning out the dark corners of life and mind. 
it is, deals with the self-dissatisfaction about the unexamined parts of life. And, of course, Lucille mm. Clifton had this great poem about the perils of an unexamined life. So this That's year's right. wisdom teaching is about seeing the light of the musty, dark corners of our mind and kind of opening the window, letting some sunshine in, letting some fresh air in. If we're dissatisfied, follow it because it will take you to transformation. This uh, now, what's the dissatisfaction? What is that? What aspect? Is that, that is the, the um, light of 18 Taurus. That's the Sabian symbol uh, for the light of this, okay. this past Wesak is that it speaks of uh, the airing an old bag out the window, and it's a symbol of airing out the bag of the mind and its perceptual images and really figuring out sometimes we just need to purify our mind. We need to purify what we think and what we believe and what we interpret and what we understand. In other words, at this year's wisdom, old wineskins cannot contain new wine. We must have a new mm. mind. We must have new eyes, mm-hmm. new understanding, and a new view. That is the light mm-hmm. of the wisdom. It is to, if you're dissatisfied, follow it to clarity. Clean it out. Mm. If you don't like it, it's probably because the mind's in one of those scratchy grooves that just doesn't work for us anymore. And if it mm-hmm. just doesn't work, sometimes you have to redirect because in a world that is desperately clinging to the material creation and the perceptual attachments of that creation, uh, they're dying and they know it because we're moving out mm-hmm. of a 200-year Earth era into a 200-year air era, and that's what we just talked about a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Was that this, mm-hmm. We are on the cutting edge of a of literally the change of the age. It hasn't happened yet. It won't be, we won't be across the threshold until after 2050. But right now, everything is moving toward a new structure of the approaching Aquarian age. So, again, we can't cling to the old ideas and the old ways of doing it and the old power assumptions and, and that kind of thing. And, Again, some of this will test us. Who do we serve? What do we serve? Do we serve a greater good or do we serve external authorities? What do we serve? Uh, What is our vision? What What is our vision of the greatest good? Not what somebody else thinks is the greatest good, but what is our sense of the greatest good? Who is our soul group? How can we join together to do some kind of a group-building work toward the future. If you're with people that aren't doing that, you're in the wrong place because this is about Mm. us joining together with the band so we all are on the same page and we are playing for all time. And that's the edge we just launched on March 31st, April 1st at the Mars conjunct Saturn. So now we just had the WESAC. We have the full moon of the light of cleaning out the mind, cleaning out the purifying of the mind and the perceptual image, given form through the lunar degree at 18 Scorpio, which is transfiguration. So this year is transfiguration for everybody who can clean out the old imagery 
you will be transfigured. Mm. And that's why this, this cycles back to something you were talking about before we got on, because you ask for the revelation, you will get it. It may not be yeah. what you thought, but you'll get it. Right. <laughs> so that's why there's nothing to lose by asking for understanding and for awareness. And, and for a really greater sense of yourself as the eternal having a human experience, okay? Because that's all we have to do is remember we are eternals having a human experience. Then we can see the person who's in front of us manipulating us or telling us that we are, you know, silly purple pigs or whatever. And, and we can just right. see them as the illusion, Offering us, yeah, and a I like what you say dispassionately. Say that dispassionately. Now, Robert, how does this figure in with obviously the the retrogrades, especially? You know, I actually really like Venus retrograde. It really gives you a chance to kind of look over. You know, what's real in your life? What do you really value? I, I don't know. I yeah. just find it's a very, uh, I don't know, positive transit or life enhancing, and can really bring a lot to light, um, and you were talking about the light, that 18 Taurus. Um, what could you share with the listeners? One thing that will help them see also what's really important, because I find a lot of people right now, even a couple of the callers, like, what is really important? You know, what do I really want? You know, I guess all of this is coming up with these retrogrades, and especially that Venus uh, retrograde. Okay. We do have three retrogrades. We're in the swirl of it. Mars just entered Pisces. Venus is going retrograde. Saturn's going retrograde. Jupiter's going retrograde. So this is going Mm -hmm. to be a review of all things related to Venus' Department of Labor, Jupiter's Department of Labor, and Saturn's Department of Labor. We're going to get a new look at the ground that these planetary principles have been going through, especially with Jupiter and Saturn, since the compressions of January and March, because that began years-long cycles. We're talking 12-year cycle, Mm. we're talking 33-year cycle, wherever we have late Capricorn. That's where we're building the structure that will then expand into the new Aquarian vision at the Jupiter-Saturn Grand Mutation at 1 Aquarius, December of this year. Now, this is all going on within the aegis of this new wisdom form, And by the way, the wisdom form will be distributed to the world through what is called the Christ Fest or the World Teacher Festival, which is the full moon of Gemini and Sag, which is a Mm -hmm. lunar eclipse. And that's because North Node just entered Gemini, South Node just entered Sag. Okay, so what we're looking at here is we've moved away from the line of greatest development being the nurturing, caring, what do I feel, what do I care about of cancer, and now it's moving into the need for ideas, the need for communication, the need for seeing things from multiple angles without necessarily it having to be this or that. So we're having to be a little bit more flexible mentally because that's where we're going to grow. Now, the South Node in Sag shows where we show what we know. It's also where we have to watch out because it's easy to go there. So, for example, in the coming era, it's going to be easy to talk about spiritual stuff, but it's going to be a different matter for those who practice it. So beware Mm -hmm. of people who talk the talk but don't walk the walk. 
that's the North Node in Gemini, South Node in Sag. People yeah. that, that get scattered everywhere, but there are inherent contradictions in their philosophy. <laughs> so yeah. and watch out actions. for the contradictions. I've already been seen it. Yeah, they're saying one thing, and it can be a bit of a con, and their behavior. Um, Robert, we have a question in the chat. What if someone has a lot of planets in the natal chart that are already retrograded? Would some, would, this is a good question. A lot of people ask this. Would one still be affected by the upcoming retrogrades? People with a planet retrograde are much more familiar when that planet is retrograde, okay? Because they just, like a Mercury retrograde person, does really well during Mercury retrograde periods because they understand that pace. Ah, okay. But also remember, the issue about retrograde planets, each one is different. They all represent a retracing of ground already experienced in past lives. Uh, somebody with Saturn retrograde is born wise because they've already got their Saturn stuff. Now they're just retracing it and filling in the gaps. That happened to me. Mm. I was born with Saturn retrograde, but by progression it went direct. And with Mercury, mm. my Mercury was direct at birth, but then it went retrograde when I was a kid, and it stayed retrograde for over 20 years by progression, and then it went direct again. So there is, mm. there are very few, shall we say, simplistic things we can say about retrogrades because some people you know they they suffer because of their mars retrograde they have a hard time externalizing the mars but at the same time i've known brilliant counselors who who had a gift at getting behind inhibitions where people would tell them stuff they would never tell anybody else so again it's what level are you operating on a mars retrograde in a non-spiritual person is passive aggressive you know roundabout manipulations Mars retrograde in an enlightened person is right. a great confidant, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. If, if you're not particularly attached, a Venus retrograde can really give you great insights into people in your past who taught you to value something or, shall we say, suspect something or a person. Mm-hmm. You can get at the roots of resentment, of mistrust, with a Venus retrograde, because often Venus retrograde internalizes the hurt. They internalize the stuff. They don't get it out there. So a Venus retrograde is perfect for us to get at the unexamined material of old hurts in the past or old ways that, like in this case in Gemini, what were we told that confused us related to what we value and how we use it? or the types of people we're with. What is it in the past that we thought or perceived that set certain Venusian patterns into our subconscious mind? So, yes, people, you know, I have a lot of retrogrades. I've known people with as many as six or seven. They're deep. They tend to reflect and take their time before they offer something, Um, Mm -hmm. especially like Uranus retrograde is a person who is absolutely independent forerunner of the future. You know, they're going to shake loose from anything and anyone that would inhibit their freedom. The thing is, is that at least, you know, 40% of humanity has Uranus retrograde. So if you look at it that way, 
you know, the outer planet retrogrades really are many months a year. I mean, Saturn is going retrograde now, and it won't be direct until mid-September. So June, July, August, four months, we got Saturn retrograde this year. Everybody born in this four-month period will have Saturn retrograde. But if they're born, for example, in early September, then by progression, their progressed Saturn will go direct in their life, just like mine did. And these are sea mm-hmm. changes. When an outer planet goes retrograde or direct, these are big changes. In this case, you know, we're really in the midst of the swirl. And it is challenging our ability to take a different look at things. And because of the Sabian symbol for the degree where Venus went retrograde, again, I've got two articles on this on the site right now on Aquarius mm-hmm. Papers. This retrograde is about us figuring out a way to harmonize our body with our feelings and our mind within an interactive setup. And while, you know, one of the biggest gripes I hear from my people is they just wish that they could hug each other, but we can't. Mm. I mean, not without, you know, sort of roundabout restrictions and this and that. But the thing is, is we still crave contact. We still crave connectedness. So how can we do it in an indirect way? Okay. So Mm. welcome to Zoom reality, you know, where everybody's now doing Zoom and everything. You know, that's the new way of interacting when there's a plague cut loose on humanity. So we're in the swirl of the Venus going retrograde, Saturn going retrograde, Jupiter going retrograde, Mars just entered Pisces after crossing the transfiguration zone at 2930 Aquarius, which I've talked about also on the site as well as this program before, that we're now launched. We've graduated into a new realm of being. Whatever was the old, just say goodbye because we're now launched into the new reality because of what Mars just did with the previous Mercury stationary direct point at the butterfly emerging from a chrysalis. This is it. We are graduating into a new realm of being. And this is all of us, all of us. We will each respond in our own way. But the fact is, is we're now moving into a period of very often confusing and, and intense conflict and friction. For example, like late May and early June brings the Venus retrograde in the inferior conjunction with the sun, but they're both square Mars. So we've got a Venus mm-hmm. square Mars and we've got a sun square Mars. In fact, sun square Mars is going to go all the way through June. And you have sun square Neptune sun square mars so everybody with planets in mid gemini mid virgo mid sag mid pisces is going to be affected this is these mutable squares are not stabilizers they're centrifugal energies that spin things out Mm. and so what we have to do is be adaptable but because the square is from gemini to pisces we need good virgo and sag so we need a plan. We need to pay attention to details. Stop worrying. See the bigger picture and get a sense of humor because that will be the antidote to whatever is going on. And then mid-June, we have another Mercury retrograde. At the end of June, Mars goes into Aries. It stays in Aries until January 2021. And so I think that what we're going to find here is 
all the Mars and Aries squares and oppositions in July, we have the Cancer energies opposing Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, all T-square the Mars and Aries. So we need good Libra skills in July. We need balance. We need a sense of perspective, a sense of proportion. We need to make sure it's fair. We need to make sure that we're not out of balance, even if situations are out of balance. And mm. then, like August, we have Mars and Aries, square Jupiter, square Pluto, square Saturn. September, Mars goes retrograde at 29, slamming everything into stop or slow-mo or reverse. I find that Mars retrograde, this year it's going to be September, October, and early November, Mars retrograde usually is a time when things that you've already started slow down, stop, or go into reverse. And so what we have to do with Mars retrograde is not get frustrated at the pace, not get frustrated mm. at things not moving as fast as we would like, and instead, if we, if we cannot continue on Project A, then we need to do something with Project B, Project C, Project D, skill B, C, D, whatever, that will support A when it's time to pick it back up, in this case in November. And during Mars retrograde, there's a lot of frustration because things are not going as people expected or wanted. It's going to be a big mess because then, you know, like uh, what we have is there's a lot of – like Mercury's going to be in Libra in September, square Pluto, square Saturn, opposed Mars. Again, going to throw everything into late Cancer. Well, that's what we get to practice in July. So our July Cancerian skills open the void in Libra. The October, September, October Libra squares open up Cancer. So really the solution is to learn how, what we care about, how to protect what needs protecting, how to nurture what needs nurturing, how to make sure that we have the supply that we need. And that begins in July. So that then when we need those cancer skills in September and October, we've already built them since July. Mm-hmm. At the same time, because the void is in Libra in the summer, Whatever we learn about maintaining our equilibrium, maintaining our balance, maintaining our sense of fairness, that's what we're going to have to use in September and October during the Libra transits, which then open the void in Cancer, where what we developed in July can help us in October. So October and July are really important in showing us what is lacking and therefore what we need to generate in a positive way. And especially for all of us in the helping and counseling professions, a lot of times the hmm. aspects that were, that are going on, they play out in our clients. They play out in yeah. the people coming to us. It's not our problem. It's their issue but we have to be the voice and the energy and the loving wisdom, the intelligence of the moment because we are the ones who know. And so there shouldn't be any confusion when somebody comes in. You say, oh, well, okay, you're out of balance. Oh, you don't have the protection you need. You know, it's like, okay, right. I get it. And, and because all of us are going to go through the square from Aries to Capricorn in our charts. It's going to play out somehow through the ruler of our our, uh, Aries and Scorpio sectors and square to the ruler of our 
Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces sectors, that's in square. Now, a square can be a conflict, but it can also be a really good mm-hmm. release point. Okay, it can mm-hmm. be where we turn the corner, we say, put the brakes on that, we say, forget that, I'm not going to do that anymore, I'm going to go do this other thing. Because, for example, I mean, people dread transiting sun square, transiting Pluto, and you can't take a transit yes. to transit personally. It's just what's going on. It's like you can't take a rainstorm personally. It just is. Right. But how, right. how we respond to it is what matters. So I think that you, we're going to all have this big conflict, that there's going to be a lot of potential but a lot of obsession. The good thing about the 26 Capricorn, which is in high stimulation all year, is that that is a degree of the world's soul. All of us opening to a new relationship with the world's soul. And based in whatever the structure that we build to contact and be with, in, at one, within the world's soul, we're going to have power by this coming November, December, January, because we will be at one within the world's soul. And you could see that that would be great for ending separateness and frustration and confusion mm-hmm. and sense of powerlessness. Because if you're at one with the world soul, you're, you're part of a great big uh, consciousness. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, we got another little question in the chatty. What does this mean, this one, this at one minute? I also put attunement. Well, it's an experience. If you try to talk yeah. about it, you're just going to go the wrong direction. Because it's you a difference it. between you know, being able to think about it and being able to actually feel it. We could talk about love all you want, but once you experience love, what are you going to yeah. say about it? And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people aspire to higher awareness, but because they don't experience it, they don't know what it is. But yeah. once you get out Until of your you own way... It. And you experience the, the love that's all around, the, the timeless, ageless wisdom that you are, that every, this is a miraculous dance. We are all, you know, loving, wise, radiant sparks of existence. You know, we are awareness. We are always at one. But our five senses in our mind make us believe we're separate. And as I say, this one gets the answer to the question is gets back to you ask for the revelation of a pure experience, and then when it comes, don't turn it into mush by overanalyzing it. Okay? <laughs> Just be at one with the oneness that you have invited in, and that will expand because the more that you know, again, what we have going on, believe it or not, we have a whole new lesson in social telepathy coming up as a result okay. of Venus superior conjunction with the sun at the beginning of June. Those with any kind of a telepathic uh, instinct will begin to tune in on people and things at a distance, and it will be through vibratory resonance. It's, it's not necessarily a mental thing. Because the mind always seeks to interpret the experience after the fact. And that's why people can have the most joyous experience and then turn it to mush by trying to talk about it. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, hard. We, we really now we have, have a to... question. There's been there's been a lot of we have another question in the chat. There's been a lot of um, breakups now in relationships. A lot of relationships that are breaking right. up. Do, do you see this as as being affected by the um, the the transits? Oh sure. Look, there's a, when Mars conjuncted Saturn in Aquarius just a few weeks ago and then squared Uranus, that was the beginning of the end of the old structures. And, of course, more mm-hmm. recently we've had Mercury square Mars and Venus square Neptune. Well, Venus is what we like and why we like it, and Neptune is our ideal. And all of a sudden we're finding out that what we thought we liked we don't really like it doesn't really fit mm. into our larger picture of, of what we know. And in that sense, I never like people breaking up, but the other side of that is if you could break up, then they're not your twin flame. They're just a mm-hmm. soulmate who helped you open your soul to a greater unconditional love. So blast mm. it because when you're not encumbered in a relationship that is ultimately not true for you eternally – then you're free to enter into other relationships that are more eternal. And it's not that you ever want to, you know, degrade or, or uh, underestimate the love you have learned from these old relationships because everyone taught you something about love, taught you about wisdom, uh-huh. taught you about intelligence, taught you how to say, well, that's good for you, but it's not good for me, and I love you, and I hope that this isn't going to mess things up. And sometimes we do hit deal breakers with other people. This is inevitable. It's part each human gets their own, you know, ticket to ride. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's a breakup, it's because one or both of you have come to realize that you really are not harmonized on multiple levels. The quickest way you can find out is an old trick I learned through my, my practice in, in terms of therapy and stuff. You and the other person make a list of your top ten priorities and then share it with each other. Don't talk about it because you make your top ten, they make their top ten. You're going to see if you've got anything in common. If you do, that's, wow, what you that's a good on. idea. You, you bet. Most people don't talk to each other. They start off hearts and flowers, and they're showing off their front porch in their living room, and they don't show their their back room <laughs> in their backyard. And, you know all this stuff and because we all want to look good. Not the basement right away, right? <laughs> That's right. No, you don't want to go show somebody your dirty laundry. You want to put on your nice you know, thing. So, and <laughs> and then you tiptoe around. And again, a lot of this has to do with once you commit, then you're expected to know why you did, and it's expected to be a certain way your whole life. And yet, people wake up. You know, after a month, a year, ten years, they're next to a stranger. And you can't go back. You can only go forward. So what are you going forward to? If you don't have any shared interest, there's not much of it to go. So this is why we have to keep the lines of communication open and also trust our heart and have the courage that if we know something's lacking, we have to find a way of expressing it. And either they care or they don't. And that gives us a world of information right there, Michelle. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if somebody shows they just don't care, that because, look, over time, we actually had a whole show on this about three years ago. 
where people get together and it's all hope and it's all optimism and it's all potential. But over time, the potential is actualized and what you're left with in terms of the relationship is either friendship or indifference. Mm. And, okay, and if you've got a friendship, it's good as gold. If you're indifferent, you know, how can you build on Mm. indifference if they just don't care, you just don't care? Then you're better off figuring out why you don't care and what you can do about it. And sometimes it's difficult to say, look, there's stuff we got to talk about because I'm running up against a problem here. Either the person loves us enough to listen or they are indifferent <laughs> to the point where they don't care. Either way, mm-hmm. we get the valuable information we need. And that's why, I'm, look, I've, I've had a lot of people come and go in my life, a lot. And while I always feel badly when something ends, I also know that if it used up its potential and there's no more potential, then it's time to go find another potential. And either they join you or they don't. And that's just mm-hmm. the way of being in an impermanent reality. We live in an impermanent reality, and, and the, we, that's beyond our pay grade. You know, we, we just have to learn to adapt and do the best we can within this ever-changing, confusing, impermanent, imperfect reality that we call humanness. Because we're just humans. We're just trying to figure out how to get our bodies and feelings and mind all working together so we are the expression of our higher self and our soul spirit. That's all we have to do, and uh, nobody else can do that for us. We, We can't take our cues from out there because they aren't us. And we have so much friction coming, October, Mars retrograde, square Pluto, right stationary direct, and then like mid-October, we have sun opposed Mars, square Pluto, kicking us all around 22, 23 degrees of cardinal signs. Mars goes direct in November, then we get the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, the grand mutation in December, right when Mars finishes its final square to Pluto in late December. So you can see how wherever we have late cardinal, early fixed or mid-mutable, we're going to have conflict. Yeah. And we're going to be turning corners and, and making changes because, look, we're right on the new era. We're on the new era. We're, we're in transfiguration zone, okay? I, again, I've got articles on this on the site where we are accelerating into transfiguration. Yeah. And the thing there is about this acceleration. Conflict, Right? Yes. There is this, is and, that and yes, this? No, the whole thing is, is ridiculously sped up right now because of the Mars transiting the Mercury station, graduating into a new realm of being. The mutable, the, the Sotvik squares are going to completely bust up a lot of stuff related to Venus and the Sun and Mars and Neptune. Just, and it, there will be confusion. There will be cross currents. There will be misunderstandings. And that's why I always try to remind my people that if you can keep your head when everybody else is losing theirs, you're going to look good when the confusion's over. Because if you haven't made it worse, if you, if, if you can't make it better, don't make it worse. That is the lesson of the year right now, is if you can't make it better, don't make it worse. And it good also advice. seems like... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, I really think we good. just have to. Yeah, it, it, it's, and, and, you know, we have these conflicts coming. Again, sometimes when we're agitated, it's not, we can't take it personally because it's in the air and because we are feeling sentient beings. We are going to pick up on other people. You know, what we feel mm-hmm. is the cancer in us. What other people are feeling is the Scorpio within us. And what is in the generic feeling field is the Pisces. And we have all three signs. It doesn't matter where. Mm-hmm. We just we have the capacity for feeling personally, uh, feeling interpersonally, feeling transpersonally, thinking personally, thinking interpersonally, thinking transpersonally, you know. Again, that's what the gift of astrology is. It shows us the different factors in play. And, again, I, all I can say is that when it comes to all this conflict, when it comes right down to it, no matter how confused we are, no matter how unclear, uncertain we are, no matter whether we know we have a problem or it's somebody else laying a problem on us or whatever, I'm going to do all of your listeners a big favor, and I'm going to give them the punchline to all therapy. And I paid a lot of money for this. I learned a lot about this. The punchline to every single situation, after you talk it out, after you know your part you played in it, their part they played in it, this and that and the other, hoo-ha. What are you going to do about it? Mm. That's the punchline. What are we going to do about it? And... If Like for me, I can't just sit at home. There's times I have to go out. Like I had to go out there and, and, you know, get some stuff from a drugstore today. So instead of freaking out, all I did was get my hand sanitizer and my mask, and I just went down there and I got it. <laughs> just mm-hmm. That's all you can do. <laughs> you know, it's, we, we're all stuck in a collective situation. And believe me, the conflict isn't just going to go away after the Mars goes direct. We've got more conflict coming right around Inauguration Day, which I've also written about. There's a big conflict, and it's going to last for about a year, and that's the Saturn in Aquarius square, the Uranus and Taurus. And that square will work out as the progressives pushing against the regressives. But it's also going to be the heavy ham-fisted power players pushing mm-hmm. against the revolutionary new values because Uranus and Taurus is revolutionary new values. We've all seen the future, and it is now upon us. And we have this Mars, Saturn, and Aquarius is setting the initial pulse into motion, which will expand at the grand mutation of the Jupiter-Saturn at one Aquarius in December. We've got Saturn in Aquarius for two years. We've got Jupiter in Aquarius. And this will set a new Jupiter-Saturn 20-year cycle into motion, specifically with the focus on the sign of Aquarius. Well, interestingly, in 2023, Pluto enters Aquarius and stays there until 2047. Okay? So Pluto's going to sprout all these Aquarian seed structures. Then Saturn comes along, and it's in Aquarius again, like 29 years from now. And at that point, we are crossing the threshold into the age of Aquarius. But again, there's so many people 
that are still going to have been born in the age of Pisces or Piscean thinkers and are filled with superstition and fear and ambivalence and belief in obsolete mm-hmm. saviors. And, you know, so we still are going to be dealing with a lot of people that are buying into yeah. the old illusion. That's why I said learn to regard it all as the illusion. Mm-hmm. And then you can step back from it and you can measure your response to the illusion. And you can practice a certain amount of detachment and dispassion and discrimination and the ability in that moment to generate better vision, a better experience, turn on a dime and move away from the sources of suffering, away from the the people that want to quarrel on the basis of opinion and speculation and supposition and misrepresentation because there's a tremendous amount of misrepresentation going on as a result of Uranus semi-square Neptune. And it's a long-term semi-square. It's been with us for quite a while. I think it, it leaves us for a few months, and then it comes roaring back later this year. And that's in the collective field. It's what I term the rhombus diamond because it's grinding and cutting and polishing us to perfection within a great electrifying revolutionary confusion. <laughs> revolutionary Uranus, confusion yeah. Neptune. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and this is it. If we have planets anywhere in early fixed or mid mutable, you know, right. this is affecting us. And, and it's part of the collective field, and it's challenging us to get clear and not just explode sideways or fall into despair or confusion because everybody else is in despair and confusion. Just mm-hmm. because people are joining and revolting doesn't mean we need to revolt. It means mm-hmm. we need to Oh, I'm glad you say that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just glad because everybody that, else yeah. wants to take it to the streets and burn the house down doesn't mean we should. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I agree. That's and what I, mean. I think people need, yeah, people need to choose where are you at, you know, what's your calling, are you building, are you building, are you creating, are you, you know, are you, you know, are you building the bridge or are you the, the demolition, you know, and. Well, yeah, we are building structures this year which will last us for over 30 years. Wherever we have late Capricorn, in my chart, it's my sixth house, so it deals with both my health and my work. I have a tremendous amount of work ahead of me. I can see it. I have a lot of service I still have to do in terms of different things, both individually and for certain groups I'm a part of that there's a tremendous service I have to do with the, with the uh, conjunctions that fell in the sixth. Mm-hmm. Some guy, a person I just did yesterday, all those conjunctions fell in their fifth house. It has to do with their self-expression, their self-dramatization, their creativity. I did another one last week. It all fell like in their third house. Well, clearly they need to be writing and speaking and communicating because that is their future is this more mature or organized or authoritative way of seeing things, of communicating things. I told them they would probably become a really powerful voice with with gravitas in whatever it is that, that calls them to express that Capricorn sense of duty and responsibility as a third house communication function. So wherever mm-hmm. it fell, that's our future, Michelle. 
You know, if it's in the tenth, be prepared for a lot of professional and public work. If it's in the ninth, prepare for a lot of incredible reorganization of your spiritual view that will bring you into, you know, this venerable uh, understanding. You know, it could be the teacher. Some people are going to go back to school. It, each of us is going to respond to this evolutionary imperative according to our own disposition. And if we rid ourselves of our prejudices and our fear that we're stuck in this situation and we're never going to know and how come life is so difficult and how come it always happens mm-hmm. to me and all these little negative scratchy grooves that we, our subconscious yeah. mind, you know, because it does. Misery loves company. And so I find a lot of people they immediately come, they start telling me all this negative stuff, and I say, okay, wait a minute. First of all, you're giving way too much power to the illusion. Second of all, think about what you just said. You just said something that is guaranteed to perpetuate your own suffering. So how can you reframe your view so that instead of feeling trapped by you know, these chains of mental slavery that, of a negative Saturn, how can you take responsibility for your own thoughts and your own view so that you can understand you have the power to throw off those chains and chart a future course that is more suited to you. Choose your company wisely. Well, yeah, choose your thoughts wisely. You know, don't don't just fall (laughs) into a gloomy sort of, oh, it's always so bad. Oh, God, it was terrible and this and that. No, redirect the mind in the moment toward a more positive mm. intention. And okay. if it, if Tammy it falls in the flat, chat, Robert. Oh, go ahead. We're, we're winding out. Well, if it falls flat, Tammy it means that you don't believe it. And then you have right. to ask yourself, why don't you believe in your ability to create your better life, your better yeah. mind, Oof. your better experience? Why, why do you believe you don't have that power? And then we get to the rub of the illusion of the ego because the ego wants control the ego wants to be miserable the ego wants to blame the ego wants to suffer the ego wants to, the big drama consciousness mm. just wants to love and be aware and rejoice in the life and love that's all around us beautiful place to end that without anything else uh, people in the chat are thanking you so much for being on the program and uh, saying thank you so much, Robert and Michelle. Fuel for keeping the steam up for these crazy days. I'm so grateful for this community. Love to all. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert and Michelle. Yes. Thank you, Robert, and come back soon. We've got to get you scheduled in. This really helps people we, navigate. We are, I'm going to come back. I think it's July. Oh, great, great, because a lot of people have been asking and You've given some yeah. great insight into the aspects and also what people can do or not do proactively. And I love what you were saying also about the, you know, just not getting involved in the fight, the illusion, you know, just. You bet. That's, you bet. Yeah. Look, you understand people come in and they could be a mess. And yeah. they've inherited that mess because they didn't understand what they could do. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Robert, uh, look forward to next time. Thank you very, very much for taking the time to be with us. Really appreciate it. Well, sure. We'll talk later. Bye-bye. We'll talk later. Bye. 
All right, everyone. That was Robert Wilkinson. A um, couple of his books you want to really check out. A new look at Mercury Retrograde, Saturn, Spiritual Teachers, Spiritual Friend. Uh, you can also go to AquariusPapers.com and check out his blog. A lot of good insights um, there and uh, some solid good information to help you on the path. And you can also schedule a time with him um, to go over your chart. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this co-creation. It's so amazing, wonderful connecting with all of you. Uh, for all things Awakenings, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. You can also join me at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. Let's keep in touch. Much peace and light. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you